Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Improving Patient Outcomes in Newly Diagnosed Glioblastoma, a focus on novel adjuvant therapies. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Novacure Incorporated. Hello, my name is Dr. Soria Jayapalan. I am the Director of Medical Neuro-Oncology at Tufts Medical Center in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm here to discuss the unmet clinical needs for patients with newly diagnosed glioblastoma. I first started treating patients with glioblastoma back in 1999, and at that time, only about 5% of patients lived two years, and almost no one lived to five years or more. This has clearly changed, but we still have a long way to go. This slide summarizes the current NCCN guideline recommendations for the treatment of glioblastoma. As you can see, it is divided up between performance status. Patients with higher performance status, irrespective of MGMT methylation status and their age, are all recommended to have radiation therapy, temozolomide, and tumor-treating fields, although the older age population can have a hyperfractionated treatment. Addition of almustine can replace tumor-treating fields, but as I'll show you later, this does not have class 1 evidence as tumor-treating fields does. And for patients with a poor performance status, accelerated care or palliative care can be offered to them. The first trial was published back in 2005 with an addition of temozolomide to radiation, and as you can see here, this more than doubled the two-year survival from 10% to 25%. And amazingly, there were patients now living out to even five years. Patients that received temozolomide had a 13% five-year survival, whereas no patient survived past five years on radiation treatment alone. For the next 10 years, nothing had shown any statistical improvement in survival until Roger Stoop expanded upon his original trial and added on tumor-treating fields after radiation, which produced a five-month median overall survival improvement compared to the control arm. In addition, two-year survival, as well as the five-year survival, went up. It added about 50% to the two-year survival, and it tripled the five-year survival. Although conventional therapies have improved overall survival, 30% at five years is still not a home run by any means. So novel adjuvant therapies, such as immunotherapies, are probably the best way to add on to survival, as they've been showing a lot of excellent responses in systemic cancers. In our next session, we're going to discuss the biological rationale for using immunotherapy in combination with tumor-treating fields and temozolomide for the treatment of newly diagnosed glioblastoma. In this session, we will be discussing the rationale for combining tumor-treating fields with immunotherapy for patients with newly diagnosed glioblastomas. This slide shows the mechanism of action of tumor-treating fields. As we all know from our undergraduate days, all proteins have a charge and proteins are essential for mitosis. In mitosis, DNA has doubled. The microtubules, which are formed by proteins, will make a spindle and take the DNA to the center of the cell. A cleavage furrow will form, and ultimately, the cell will divide into two daughter cells, each with its own copy of DNA. Now, under an alternating electrical field current, these proteins, which have a charge, will start getting pulled in different directions. This disrupts the microtubule spindle formation during metaphase. The DNA is not dragged to the center of the cell. The cleavage furrow, which is also mediated by proteins, does not form. And the cell ends up having a double dose of DNA, which is a lethal event for the cell, and it undergoes apoptosis and dies. 
with immunotherapy, the T cells will express a programmed cell death receptor on their surface. The cancer cell has a ligand that will bind this receptor and then cause the death of the T cell and therefore evade the immune system. Checkpoint inhibitors, which are antibodies, can either bind the PD-1 receptor or the ligand and prevent the cancer cell from killing the T cell. In doing so, the cancer cell is no longer able to evade the immune system. What is the rationale for using immunotherapy with tumor-treating fields? A recent publication in 2022 shows that tumor-treating fields will stimulate the production of two pathways called STING and AIM-2. Tumor-treating fields cause the cancer cells to rupture, spilling out the nuclear contents. And this activates two inflammatory pathways, which then cause a downstream immune response leading to the damaged cell membranes and immunogenic cell death. In summary, novel adjuvant therapies such as tumor treating fields may be combined with immunotherapy to enhance anti-tumor efficacy. And in the next session, we will discuss the clinical significance of the latest efficacy data of combining tumor treating fields with immunotherapy for the treatment of newly diagnosed glioblastoma. In this session, we will evaluate the efficacy of novel adjuvant therapies in newly diagnosed glioblastomas. The original STUP trial showed that the combination of temozolomide with radiation for the treatment of newly diagnosed glioblastomas improved median overall survival from 12.1 to 14.6 months. It also improved the median progression-free survival from 5 to 6.9 months. Furthermore, it improved the two-year survival from 10 to 25%, and finally, we were able to see patients living out five years or more. In another phase three randomized trial, the addition of tumor treating fields with temozolomide showed approximately a five-month improvement of overall survival to 20.9 months and a three-month improvement of progression-free survival to 6.7 months. There was an improvement of the two-year survival, which went up to about 43% in the treatment arm compared to 31% in the control arm. As you know, from the NCCN guidelines, lamustine is recommended for patients with tumors that are positive for MGMT methylation. However, the data supporting the use of lamustine with temozolomide in patients that have a methylated MGMT promoter is based on very few patients and the survival curves come together. Although many investigators feel lamustine does have a role to play, I personally am not sure about this and I do not use it in my own practice. There is new data evaluating the addition of immunotherapies to temozolomide and tumor-treating fields. Data from the Two to the Top trial was recently presented at the World Federation of Oncology meeting in March of 2022. Compared to a matched control of patients receiving temozolomide plus adjuvant tumor-treating fields in the prior Phase 3 EF14 study, you can see that the progression-free survival has now improved from 7.9 to 12.1 months and that the median overall survival improved from 15.9 to 25.2 months, which is a significant change. A caveat has to be noted that there were only 26 patients in this trial and that it was a single institutional trial, but it does indicate that the results should be further investigated in a phase three trial, and this should be coming shortly. In the next session, we will review the safety profiles for using combination therapy for the treatment of newly diagnosed glioblastomas. In this session, we will look at the safety profiles of novel adjuvant therapies in newly diagnosed glioblastoma and also review the traditional safety profiles of both chemotherapy and immunotherapy. For chemotherapy, hematological, GI, and pulmonary toxicities are at the forefront. Monitoring blood count is important for both temozolomide and lamustine. For GI toxicities, temozolomide causes mostly constipation, 
So making sure patients are on stool softeners and cathartic agents is very beneficial. Pre-treating with antiemetics is, of course, always useful for both temozolomide and lamustine. Interestingly, temozolomide does drop the CD4 count, so PJP prophylaxis is essential, and monitoring for CD4 counts less than 200 to start the PJP prophylaxis is indicated. Treatment can be done with either trimethoprim, sulfamethazolol, or atovaquin. Lamustine can cause pulmonary fibrosis, so monitoring pulmonary function is useful. For tumor treating fields, the major toxicity is grade 1 to grade 2 skin toxicity. For mild skin irritation, simply move the rays 1 to 2 centimeters to avoid sensitive areas of the skin. Teaching patients about good skin hygiene is essential. Prescribing lotions that can diminish the irritations, such as clobetazole, to get rid of the inflammation, and clindamycin to prevent bacterial superinfection can also be very useful. In addition, using a barrier prep can help lift their arrays. It's important not to use any creams or petroleum-based ointments, which can impede electrical conduction and decrease the efficacy of their rays. The other treatment that we have been talking about is immunotherapy. These novel therapies have been shown to improve the care of patients with newly diagnosed glioblastomas, but we know that pembrolizumab and other PD-1 inhibitors have additive toxicity. By generating an immune response, the normal tissues are also effective, and this can cause widespread toxicity to other parts of the body, including healthy tissues in the brain, lung, liver, and endocrine system. Because of this, very close monitoring needs to be done from the start and throughout the treatment course as the effect can be delayed. And so we recommend complete blood counts, a complete metabolic panel, and monitoring of the endocrine system to look for both hypothyroidism and adrenal insufficiency. In the next session, we'll review the strategies to personalize a selection of adjuvant therapy for patients with newly diagnosed glioblastoma now and into the future. In this session, we'll outline which patients could be candidates for novel treatments based on their patient, disease, and treatment-related factors. One thing to realize is that the treatments need to be adjusted to reflect the patient. Patients over the age of 70 will have a different response than patients that are younger. The unmethylated methylation status for MGMT can decrease the responsiveness to temozolomide, whereas being methylated will increase the response to temozolomide. A poor performance status, unfortunately, will affect survival regardless of age, and consideration of palliative measures or even an accelerated course of treatment should be considered. When you're selecting for treatment with tumor-treating fields, it's worthwhile noticing that the patient needs to be able to wear the device at least 12 hours a day. If they cannot, for whatever reason, then they may as well not be using device because there's no known treatment benefit. Patients with already active autoimmune diseases, whether that's psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, or lupus, would not be good candidates for immunotherapies. Also, there has been very limited clinical trial data that's been published as to the safety and efficacy of immunotherapy to treat glioblastomas. So, if a patient lives near a tertiary care center where they can be enrolled into a clinical trial, I would recommend that as opposed to off-label use of immunotherapy agents. The purpose of this session was to share strategies with healthcare providers on how to personalize adjuvant treatments for patients with newly diagnosed glioblastomas. Each patient is an individual that has different disease-specific and treatment-related characteristics that can play into their ability to respond to the combination treatments. We hope that the participants in this program now understand the rationale for combining immunotherapy with tumor-treating fields for adjuvant treatment of newly diagnosed glioblastomas 
the clinical impact of using the combined modality with standard of care for the adjuvant treatment of newly diagnosed glioblastomas, and how to personalize the selection of adjuvant therapies in this patient population. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.